In this next episode on My Creative District's podcast, I talk with Scott Aaron about the power of LinkedIn, why entertainers definitely need to be diving into this platform, and how you being your authentic you, your authentic self, will absolutely catapult your LinkedIn results. Let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of the My Creative District podcast, where we discuss how to channel your creative power into building the life you want, building the business you want, and making the impact you want. We believe creatives can live out a passionate and fulfilled life when they completely embrace their unique design and purpose. Want to turn your passion into profit? Stay tuned to hear from industry professionals, paradigm shifters, and world changers who have done just that and live it every day. This is the My Creative District podcast with your host, Jesse Paul Smith. All right. I am super excited to jump in to today's episode here. I got my man, Scott Aaron, with me. Now, just to give a little backstory, this guy is a coach, but he's a coach of coaches, and he has been dabbling in social media for a long time, really started honing in his skills in LinkedIn, brought his own business to multiple six figures, and then uh, started helping other people do the same thing with his LinkedIn Leads for Life program. And so today we're going to get into a conversation about the power of LinkedIn and how it can even help people outside of the business world. Like, yes, you performers. Scott, what's going on, my man? Jesse, great to be here and, and just excited to, to share with uh, what I teach and what I love. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. This whole, you know, this whole social media game obviously is necessary and it is a powerful tool. And we're going to talk a little bit too. I want to get your, your perspectives on a couple of things. But, you know, I think one of the things that people have misunderstood about LinkedIn is that it is only for business people. And really the entertainers, the performers, the creatives have kind of like they don't really know what to do with it. And I'll be honest, I have not been very proficient at it myself. So I'm excited to kind of dig in a little bit and get your perspectives on how, you know, entertainers can really utilize the power of LinkedIn and why it should be something that should be, they should be paying attention to right now. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about LinkedIn is that it does have that uh, misnomer and that misconception that it's for people that are looking to get a job or they're looking to get recruited or recruit someone else. And it's the exact opposite. Yes, there, there is still a touch of that on the platform, but it's become one of the top places for content creators because LinkedIn has the highest organic engagement, highest organic visibility, and the highest organic reach on social media right now. It's just people aren't leveraging it the right way. And we've talked about this before with entertainers. There is a way to educate and inform on that platform within your craft, within your specialty, without having to do a TikTok or a reel where it's pure entertainment. So they call it edutainment. So half education, half entertainment. And for the performers out there, you can completely leverage LinkedIn for that to book new gigs, to land that dream job, uh, build some sort of business outside of what you love doing where you're helping other entertainers, other performers hone their craft. So 
it's taken on uh, different looks, but at, at the core foundation, it's all about number one, leaving people better. And number two, creating as much human connection as possible. And that's the greatest business tool that we all have. Yeah. I mean, you just said it, the creating human connection, because I, I know that you've, we've, we've heard this said over and over again, you've probably said it yourself, your, your network will generate your net worth. And, and I, you know, we never really realize how powerful connecting with other people can be. Why is LinkedIn though, why is it so much more unique to, cause again, especially people in the entertainment space, they're using a lot of Instagram, they're using a lot of TikTok, um, even YouTube. But why is this such a powerful platform that entertainers need to be paying attention to right now? Well, I think it, it comes down to the, the concept of being a salmon in a world of fish. So if you conceptually think about what salmon do that most fish do not do is they swim upstream to spawn. They, they go against the grain. They do something completely different. So if you use that, that concept for the entertainment industry and the performance industry, where everyone is entertaining and performing uh, the same way. They're all on Facebook, they're all on Instagram, they're all on TikTok, they're all on YouTube, they're all doing reels. You need to ask yourself this one question. What am I doing that is setting myself apart from everyone else? And if you sit with that question and you don't have an answer, because you're not doing anything different, how do you expect to stand out in an overcrowded social media world? That's why LinkedIn is so powerful because it gives people an edge. It gives them an advantage to carve out a new path, to blaze a new trail, to walk on a different beach where no one else has walked before, where you can become that trailblazer. You can become that foremost educator, that authoritative figure in the space that you're in. It's just people need to learn conceptually exactly how it works. And well, and so how does it work on LinkedIn? Well, there's, I, I call this the four layers of LinkedIn. So it's almost like a layer cake. And the, the four big layers, number one is your profile. So when you have your profile optimized the right way, you're going to appear in more searches and you're going to gain more visibility on your profile, much like a website. So what people need to understand is that LinkedIn acts more like a search engine than it does a social media platform. It's a, it's a business networking platform. So people go on there looking to connect with certain people. They, they are on there looking to connect with their ideal audience. They are on there looking to connect with people that are just like them. So you need to make sure that you have the right keywords listed all throughout your profile, your headline, your about me section, which is your introduction to the person that visits your profile, the experience section, listing everything that you've done, uh, volunteer experience, education, um, licenses and certifications, honors and awards, publications, making sure that people know that you are the foremost leader or educator within that space. Anyone that does visit my website, scottaaron.net, there's a download right on there that basically specifies what people need to do to get started. But 
I'll, I'll give you some tangibles within all of that. With the about me section, uh, there's two big things that you need to do. Number one, you need to make sure that it's between two to 300 words in length. That is optimal. The second thing that you need to do is you need to make sure there's a call to action at the end of that description. So uh, email me here, check out my website here, visit me here, whatever it is. You need to send people somewhere where they can contact you. With the experience section, don't just list those things like a resume. Create a two to three sentence description for all of those things that you have done. And what I can tell you is that when you have those things specified, when you're letting people know what you do and how you do it, and your profile is more optimized, you are going to become more visible. So that's number one. Number two is the build of your network. And this is called your client or uh, network avatar. Who is the person, the individual, the company, the profession that you best relate to that's going to get to whatever your end result is, which is acquiring a client, landing a new job, or that, that dream position, or that gig, whatever it is. So you need to make sure that you are ultra specific with who you're looking to connect with on the platform because you don't want to just plant seeds everywhere. You don't want to, it's called spraying and praying. You don't want to just cast this wide net. You want to be ultra specific. So the question that you need to ask yourself is this, who is most likely going to get on the phone with me that I would have a relatable conversation with from a business perspective? And when you can write that question down and write that answer down right below it, and it's clear, it's defined, that will tell you who you need to search for. So make sure, number two, that you build a network that looks like that mirror image where you will create the most relatable connection without ever speaking to that person before. Number three is messaging. And this is where the wheels typically fall off the bus. Uh, you and I have spent time on LinkedIn and for most platforms for that matter. And I can tell you right now that I know for a fact that people absolutely have been bombarded, bombarded with these 18 paragraph long drunkologues of trying to pitch and trying to sell, you know, buy this and schedule. They're not taking the time to actually get to know the person and build that connection. So, so here's what people need to do. So I, I created something called the magic formula. It's a three-step process to crafting a message. So step one, you mentioned the person's name, you know, Hey Jesse, great to be connected to you. Step two, is I call it lowering the drawbridge or bridging the gap. It's the, the main body of your message that doesn't sell or pitch. It connects to that person. It lowers the drawbridge, whereas if a drawbridge is up, it allows the boats to pass back and forth. But when that drawbridge is lowered, it allows the traffic to start flowing again. So you need to lower that drawbridge to flow the traffic back and forth in essence, allowing that person to walk across the bridge to you where that connection can be built. So if I was reaching out to Jesse on LinkedIn, I would say, you know, hey, Jess, great to be connected to you. Uh, I noticed that you were a podcaster, as am I. Would love to hear more about your show, share more about mine to see how we can best support each other here on the platform. Now, I've done two things. Number one, I've bridged that gap. 
Jesse knows that I'm a podcaster and I know that he's one. So he's not going to think it's weird that I just were reached out to him in a, in a, just a very cold quote unquote warm message wanting to connect because he's going to say, well, you know, Scott's a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. That's why he's reaching out. But the second thing I did is I used the second most important word in the English language outside of someone's name, which is number one. Number two is the word support. So when Jesse is reading this message and he sees the word support and he says it in his head, it actually triggers our brain, this has been proven scientifically, to release a chemical called oxytocin. It's our feel-good brain chemical, just like serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So this person is feeling good as they're reading the message. And the third and final part is making sure that you leave a CTA, a call to action. Statements lead to nowhere. Questions lead to answers. So I would basically say, do you have any time for a call or a Zoom this or next week? You have to ASK to GET. You have to ask in order to get. So making sure you state their name, lower the drawbridge, finish with that call to action, you will start setting up more phone calls. Yeah, I, I, I love a couple of things I want to pull out of there. One, I had a really awesome conversation with somebody that was a guest on this podcast, Steve Sims. And, you know, he's known as the modern day Wizard of Oz. And he's done some amazing things like, you know, being able to get his clients to, you know, he's known as, as somebody that, that turns the impossible into possible, right? And uh, like he's done things like having his clients have dinner at the feet of Michelangelo's David while Andre Bocelli is serenading him. Like that is something that's crazy. But when it was crazy because when he did that, when he accomplished that impossible task, he actually asked the museum uh, manager, the, the, the person that was running the museum, and he said, you know, why do you think I'm able to do all this thing? And he actually admitted he was trying to kind of be cocky about it because he didn't like the attitude of the guy that had, he had been dealing with for the last couple of days. And he asked him, he says, why do you think I'm able to do all this? He goes, because well, you asked. And that is, the, that is a, such a powerful, a, a powerful statement because I think as entertainers, we want our work to be able to speak for ourselves. So we don't like to have to ask somebody to book us for a gig or to do anything like that because it, it feels like so many people are so scared of sales nowadays. They're afraid that they're going to come across salesy or sleazy. But it's interesting because never once have I talked to anybody that has built a significant business or a significant platform that they have got there without ever asking for it. Like you have to ask for it. Listen, I have no qualms about asking for anything. I don't care who you are how successful you are or what you do. If I want to network, if I want to uh, collaborate on something, I'm going to ask. And that's the thing. People are so scared to reach out. You and I were just talking about this new platform that we're both on, which we can talk about later on, but it puts you at arm's reach with, you know, Grant Cardone, he's a human being just like you and me. Dean Graziosi, human being just like you and me. Gary Vee, we're all human beings. So, I've, I've reached out to some of these people and just asked. And if they don't get back to you, I don't care. Like, that's the thing. We, we put so much value and pressure on ourselves to reach out and ask like, oh, I don't want to ask. Jesse, one of the greatest things that's helped me in my journey 
and my wife in growing our business the way that we have is we are not afraid to ask for help. And when you are not afraid to ask for help, when you are willing to ask for help, then you're going to start getting some answers and that will progress you in your business. I'm glad you you said that because I actually just made a post about this not too long ago about the fact that, you know, your dreams are given to you for a purpose, your goals, whatever it is, but it was, you were never designed to do it alone. And I think it's really interesting that you say that the, the number two uh, most triggered word in this English language is support. We were built to have people support us. We were, that was something that was woven into our DNA. So, you know, by you bringing up the fact that we need to reach out for support and it's not like, Hey, I'm failing. Um, I need your support. It's, Hey, I'm succeeding, but I want to get to the next level. I want to help you get to the next level. Let's support one another. And, and, and let's do that. I think in the entertainment world, so many people are so look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me because we have been trained to be stars. And stars have, you know, if you think of stars, all you do is look up at them, right? And that's a lot of ego, right? A hundred percent. And But the thing of it is it's, that I think is so interesting is the there is such a shift. It's happened in the business world. It's, you know, and the entertainment world is coming where we got to realize that, you know, the even the, even the quote unquote stars that are really starting to make it or are starting to come up, you hear stories about the humanity of who they are and how they interacted with their audience so that they didn't make the other people feel like they were fans, but they were family. And you can't, you can't have family without a, a back and forth exchange. Think about the founders of our great country, you know, the Native Americans that, that were here. What did, what did they form? Tribes. There were tribes of, of supportive colonies all over our great country, supporting each other, helping each other out. That's what we're doing. We're basically following in the footsteps of, of our ancestors that we're, we're here is building tribes, S support pods, whatever you want to call it. That's what we are in our DNA, wherever we, our ancestors came from, I'm talking about the people that were already here in this great country. They had, they were, a, they were ahead of the game. They were building tribes and pods and, and support systems before anybody was. And think about how, when you're building that supportive community, those are your ride or die. You know, those are, those are your, the people that go to bat for you. And that's what everyone's looking to do is to, to build that support system where you can reach out and you can ask someone for help. That's what, you know, human beings, number one, are not supposed to be alone. We, we, we are built to be around people and with people. That's why, you know, we are supposed to, you know, procreate and that's a whole other story, but we're meant to be with people. Well, and we're even seeing that point being proven right now with everything that's been going on in the world with all of this isolation, people are experiencing depression at a higher rate. They're, they're experiencing hopelessness at a higher rate. So you're, you're absolutely right. We need each other for support. And that's why a platform like LinkedIn is even more powerful because it's a global networking event every single time you log on. 
So people want to talk. They want to communicate. They want to support. They want to collaborate. They want to do things together. And that's the beautiful thing about the platform is don't waste time scrolling and trolling, posting and praying, hoping someone reaches out from, you know, from the sky to, to, to reach out and touch you and talk to you. And you have to take action. I always tell people that you may want that to happen. You may post and pray and scroll and troll, but you're basically sitting on a bus stop bench waiting for that bus to show up and pick you up. But that there's no bus on that route anymore. And you're just going to be sitting there and you got to get into the game. I, there is nothing that satisfies me more just than actually looking at my calendar and it's full of just collaborative phone calls and meet and greets and discovery calls because that's where the magic happens. One of my clients sent me a testimonial video yesterday. You know, she's 800 x her business in, in the last four months since her and I working together, 800 x But she said the biggest thing outside of the income that she's been able to create, she said, I have other opportunities now that have been presented to me that I never knew were going to be possible if it wasn't for LinkedIn, because you end up connecting with other like-minded people like you and I, where there could be pod swaps or having the opportunity um, and, and thankful to be a part of you know your, your summit as, as a speaker. So there's so many other things that come about by networking and reaching out and connecting and collaborating and supporting. You don't, an army of two, will always be twice as strong as an army of one. And you're not supposed to go it alone. You're supposed to build everything together so we can help everyone together. I love that. Now, I want to I wanna transition a little bit because I think some of, you know, some of the people that are listening in on this might be like, well, this is all great, but it still sounds very businessy. It sounds like, Jesse, all I want to do is I want to get booked for music videos. I want to find my next comedy tour. I want to find my next, you know, I want to find my next, uh, you know, tour with my, with my favorite artists. How is LinkedIn going to help me get more of those gigs if the commercial route is really where they're wanting to go? Well, number one, reaching out to those executive producers, those the talent scouts, uh, those people that are looking for the comedians, the, the dancers, the singers, the entertainers. That's number one. And they're, again, use the search engine for that. Just type in talent scout and you can connect, message, and share what you do with them. Just like I went over in step one and step two, uh, step two and step three. But step four is the content creation. This is where the magic happens. So if you're a comedian and you're listening to this, chop up a 30 to 45 second clip of a show that you did or a joke and post it on LinkedIn. And maybe educate at the same time, you know, tell the backstory of that joke or maybe for other comedians that are on the platform, which they are, you may think that they're not, but they are. You can search comedian on LinkedIn. I guarantee you there's hundreds of thousands of them on there and start to educate and entertain, you know, give the structure. Here's how to, you know, if you're a struggling comedian, here's a great way of how to craft a proper joke and punchline and give the example of the video. Same thing if you're a dancer, entertainer, choreographer, show a little snippet or a piece of a routine that you're, you're doing. Not like TikTok, not like real. 
educate, almost like you're teaching your audience something that they need to know. So again, showing them the basic steps of this new routine that you put together. And then you can use some hashtags in the content. So above every post, above every video, you can use hashtags that will allow it to appear in certain feeds on LinkedIn. So using hashtag choreographer, hashtag choreography. Which is very, which is very like similar to like Instagram. So a lot of this content they're already creating, but, but I, you bring up a point that I want to really extract out of here. Cause I think this is where people will miss it. They might say, Jesse, I haven't scored my biggest gig. Why should I be educating right now? Cause I'm not really an expert in that field because I haven't landed the big gigs yet. I haven't, I haven't accomplished what I want to accomplish. So I don't feel like I'm an expert. Why should I be educating and how is that going to make room for me? Well, number one, that's your self-worth speaking, which is different than your ego. So your self-worth is telling you I'm not good enough. I haven't succeeded enough, but everyone has to start somewhere. So are you just going to sit back and wait till you become quote unquote successful, which has a different meaning to each person? No one, you can't wait to become successful or to become that authoritative figure. You have to take that stance. It's not about faking it till you make it. But I guarantee you, I don't care if you're an amateur or if you're just starting out, you know more than someone that doesn't dance at all. So I know absolutely nothing about comedy. I know nothing about choreography. I have know nothing about being a choreographer. So I would have something to learn if I stumbled upon something like that. Or what about those people that, they're not choreographers. They, they're, they're just, they love the art of dance. It's, it's a hobby for them. But they go and they take choreography classes. And you're telling me, if you're listening and watching this, that you don't have enough knowledge or enough skill in the years that you've been dancing that you couldn't teach a basic choreography or some sort of system to someone. And I know you can. You're just letting that self-worth and the deservingness of what you do and who you are get in the way of really making an impact on those people because it's never about us. And I think this is what you really need to listen to. It is never about us. It's always about what we can do for someone else. And by you holding your gift inside and not sharing it with the world, you are doing a disservice to everyone. Uh, yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. I, I think one of the things that it's one of my favorite lines, I don't know where I got it from, um, but it was, it's, you know, you weren't designed to impact everybody, but you were designed to impact somebody. And I think too many pe people are looking at it. You said it's not about you. Um, even as, as trying to be an entertainer, it's so hard to not get wrapped up in that because, I mean, again, we call them stars. We have them up on this pedestal. And if they've made it to some degree, all of a sudden they're superhuman or they're better than us. And, and so then we take a look at our own, our own skill set where, where we have, uh, you know, what we've achieved, our resume and start saying, well, I'm not that good or I've not achieved that status. So therefore I don't have as much value to bring. And, and I think one of the things that LinkedIn allows you to do in a different format that's different than Instagram, because again, uh, 
you know, you, it doesn't, even though there is scrolling involved in Instagram, it's not as high rate as, or excuse me, LinkedIn, you can still scroll on LinkedIn, but it's not as high rate as Instagram. Right. And so it's just consumed differently. But, you know, I love the fact that you talk about everybody has something to share because they do. Now, here's the question that I do want to ask your opinion on. If somebody's trying to get that next gig that typically they would go to an audition for, how is them getting on and educating on LinkedIn, giving them an edge to get noticed at, that, at those auditions or be able to book those gigs against everybody else that might just show up to the audition? Well, people are looking for that edge and, and having that authoritative figureness in their space. So everyone has an Instagram, YouTube channel, TikTok, but if you were able to connect with and talk to another business-minded person and you share your LinkedIn page where you have featured articles that you've written on the art of choreography or the art of dance or the the art of uh, putting together the perfect joke or punchline. And there's videos to back that where you're doing uh, you know, education and information on those things for that network. And you've built this, this network, like you know, we talked about before, up to 30,000 connections of people within your space from a business and personal standpoint, you do become that foremost leader where most people in entertainment are, are just doing, again, what has already been laid out in front of them. Everyone's taking the same steps that were left in front of them by the, the person before. So again, it's about doing something different. It, it's blazing a different trail. It's carving out a new path. So when you can go into an audition and outside of having just a resume and, and a highlight reel, when you can send someone to a professional platform where they're now looking at this person who not only is in the entertainment profession, but they have this business savvy side to them where they're, they're well-spoken, they're well put together, they're not afraid to be on camera, they're really giving more and expecting less back in return and they're they're doing more than most it's going to give you an edge in those situations because everyone is looking for the best candidate possible for what that person is looking for and everyone's coming to the table with those those highlight reels with their instagram feed with their facebook with their tiktok with their youtube how many of you are coming to the table with your linkedin and when you can come to the table with something different something that makes you stand out, something that puts you into a separate category than everyone else. Why do you think I went all in with LinkedIn personally? Do you have many people are social media teachers and coaches that just teach Facebook and just teach Instagram? Everyone teaches that stuff. But there are so few people that actually take the time to learn LinkedIn and do it that I said, you know what? This is a niche where I can carve out something for me to make me stand out from everyone else. And I know a lot about Instagram and I know a lot about Facebook. If I wanted to teach it, I could, but that's a crowded space. I wanted to be on an island by myself where I was blazing a trail for others. And that's what people in entertainment can do. Leverage LinkedIn in a way that no one else is leveraging it because that will give you an edge and advantage over other people that are out there because you're providing something different that other people are not. 
Yeah, I think that's, I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head there because I'm very much in support of people understanding this concept that you are not this or that, but you are this and that. Um, you're not a dancer. You're not a singer. You sing. You're a human being first. And human beings are multi-talented, are multi-gifted. I guarantee you that there is another side of your skill sets, giftings, personality that is valuable to your entertainment um, outside of just I dance or I'm a recording artist. You are a recording artist and you are a dancer and you're a human being first. And, And I think what you're talking about there is leaning into the and leaning into, okay, everybody else is doing it this way. So I'm going to do it this way and utilize a different skill set, a different twist to my personality, a different, you know, a different angle, AKA my story. Cause nobody else has my story. And that's how I'm going to, how I'm going to carve out my, my, you know, my path, my niche. Now, one of the things that you did talk about too, is this organic reach of, LinkedIn, because I think that's super valuable for people to realize because again, Instagram, TikTok, even TikTok right now with how flooded it's getting, there's still a lot of people that uh, have still not completely immersed themselves in TikTok. But, you know, that was the, also the, the appeal of TikTok was the organic reach. Let's talk about the organic reach of LinkedIn and how that might help you build your platform in terms of being a performer, being able to monetize and be able to get more gigs. Well, I mean, organic reach is everything because you need to get seen. When, when you look at the combined social platforms of Facebook and Instagram, which are now totaling over 7 billion people compared to the 650 million on LinkedIn, you're going to have a greater opportunity to be seen, heard, and connected with on a smaller and more, I would say, intimate platform. It's a boutique social media platform. So when you have a greater opportunity to be seen and heard, you're going to have greater organic reach. You're going to have greater visibility. And when you have those things in your back pocket, that's going to lead to more opportunity. With the more opportunities that you have to connect with the right people, to network the right people, you're going to book more jobs. You're going to get more gigs. You're going to have more opportunity to move that needle forward in what you're looking to move it forward with. So if you keep jumping into this crowded pool of people on Facebook and Instagram and now TikTok expecting to stand out, you're going to have a very challenging time. But if you just start to, I don't want to say edge out the competition because I don't believe in competition. That's a healthy thing. It makes you want to do better. If you start spending time on a platform like LinkedIn, which will get you more organic exposure, it'll get you more organic visibility in time and in turn, you will have more organic opportunity. And the more opportunities that you get, the more opportunities you will have to grow yourself in your business. So I'm really curious, what would you say is the number one thing that is important to being successful on LinkedIn when it comes to organic reach and it comes to reaching people? Video content is number one. So you can do posts, you can write articles, but I always tell people, if you really want to stand out, if you want to become more visible, if you want to be seen and heard, it has to be done through video. And going all in with that, doing educational, 
informative, instructional videos on that platform will put you into a, a different category and it will give you more opportunities just by how you show up on the video. Now, I know that every social media platform is is different. How important is consistency and what what does it look like with consistency on LinkedIn? Do you have to post one post a day? Or do you have to post three times a week? Do you have to post some people, man, they're posting on some of these social media platforms that feel, feels like they're posting every three hours. How, how, how often should you be posting? Yeah, uh, you, you actually answered it. It's, it's three times per week is optimal on LinkedIn. So I always tell people once on Monday, once on Friday, once on Wednesday, uh, one, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you can commit to posting one time on Monday, one time on Wednesday, one time on Friday, uh, you're going to have a significant edge on people on the platform. Uh, only 1% of the LinkedIn population, which is around 6.5 million posts one time per week. So if you're posting more than one time per week, you are in even a greater percentage of people that are actually being seen by more. So it is about consistency. You absolutely have to commit to that. And even if you committed to doing just one organic post and two videos, so a video on Monday, a post on Wednesday, and a video on Friday, over time compounded, you're going to see incredible traction on your content. Wow. Love it. Love it. Listen, Scott, this has been an awesome conversation. I appreciate it so much. And if people want to find out more about you, they want to learn more about LinkedIn. They want to learn more about how to grow their business with LinkedIn. How can they connect with you? Yeah. Um, my website, scottaaron.net is kind of like the hub where everything is located, but on social media, I'm very, very omnipresent. Facebook and LinkedIn under Scott Aaron, uh, S-C-O-T-T-A-A-R-O-N. And if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's at Scott Aaron LinkedIn, and we'd love to hear from you. Awesome, man. Well, listen, this was an awesome conversation. I appreciate it. And uh, I know that this is going to add a ton of value to our audience. So once again, thank you. Thanks, Jess. Appreciate you as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of the My Creative District podcast with your host, Jesse Paul Smith. Here, we turn your passion into profit. Follow us on Facebook and stay tuned for another episode of the My Creative District podcast.